It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other platforms. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday here on the show, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me, at Julian Council, or DM me, at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Panthers concluded day one of two joint practices with the New England Patriots up in Foxborough. Not quite sure whether it's B-O-R-O or B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Either way, they're outside of Boston as they prepare for their second preseason game against these same Patriots on Friday night at Gillette Stadium. Matt Rule spoke to the media on Monday and talked about how he felt that they would get more work, better work, that would that is, um, in joint practices than they would likely get in a preseason game because they could simulate certain situations. Jeremy Chin, the starting safety for the Carolina Panthers, also echoed that same sentiment, saying that he likes this more. Robbie Anderson, well, he's just ready to get the season started, uh, and so am I as we sit here and are still trying to figure out who the quarterback's going to be for the Carolina Panthers as that competition has dragged out far too long and seems to have come to a detriment when it comes to the chemistry between the two starting quarterbacks and their wide receivers. We'll talk about that shortly, but one of the other position groups that we wanted some clarity for heading into this week was the offensive line, and is the offensive line still. But we did finally get our answered prayer on Monday as Iki Aquanu, the sixth overall pick out of NC State, the Providence Day alum, was officially named the starting left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. And I am so happy that we no longer have to talk about whether Iki will be the day one starter. Matt Rule said when looking at the tape from Washington that Icky had some good plays, had some bad plays, but it was good enough for him to be ready to name him the starting left tackle and to get him reps against the ones that he's going up against, like Matthew Judon there across the field with him in New England and then next week against Buffalo before facing Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, and the Cleveland Browns week one at Bank of America Stadium. And we've sat here and we have wondered why – Oh, why is Matt Rule doing this? The Panthers did not draft Iki Iquanu in the sixth round, or sixth overall, excuse me, uh, to not start this season. They did not draft him to not be their long-term left tackle. That being the case, why is Brady Christensen starting over him? Why is Iki Iquanu not getting reps at the first team? Well, according to Matt Rule, all he wanted to do was allow Iki to earn it. In a way, Iki, I guess, earned it. But also, did he really... 
Rule wanted to see him play one game. He wanted to see him play to a certain standard, and Icky went out there and did that, and anyone could have predicted that would be the case. He's going to have growing pains. You saw it on Sunday or on Saturday against the Washington Commanders when he did not do a great job blocking Montez Sweat, and Sam Darnold still was able to hang in there and throw a good touchdown pass to Rashard Higgins. That's going to happen this season. It's good, though, now with Icky knowing who you have to face week one, that he is getting the opportunity in joint practices in these simulated situations to go up against a player like Matthew Judon. And then next week when he goes against Buffalo to go up against Von Miller, that he can actually be ready when he sees another one of these freak monsters that are playing on the edge nowadays in the NFL in Miles Garrett, that he can be prepared. But had he been sitting behind Christensen these couple of weeks, like today, potentially on Tuesday or on Wednesday or next week when he, when they play Buffalo, had he not gotten those reps, he would not be prepared. So Matt Rule would have been doing himself a disservice. I understand you want rookies to earn their opportunities, and I appreciate where he's coming from in terms of that conversation, but still, you did not draft him with the sixth pick and the first offensive player taken off the board to sit back there behind Brady Christensen. And after last season, when fans begged Matt Rule and this entire coaching staff to play Brady Christensen at left tackle, you don't need to do it now that you have a player who was highly valued and is certainly a better option there at left tackle. Now, what does that mean for Brady Christensen? He slides in now at left guard, and he is in a competition with Michael Jordan. Of course, Matt Rule could not end one competition at left tackle without trying to have yet another manufactured competition between one player and Christensen, who is absolutely going to start, and another player, Michael Jordan, who is absolutely not going to start and would not help this team win games if he is a starting left guard for the 17-game season. Christensen's going to win that job, but for whatever reason, Matt Rule wants to continue the charade that is a left guard competition when Brady Christensen is a better option than Michael Jordan is and look no further to last year, but really this past weekend when Jordan and his buddy right next to him, Pat Elfline at center struggled against the first team offensive line there and Jonathan Allen in particular with the Washington commanders. Now center is still up for grabs, but for right now there is um, a question to whether Bradley Bozeman will be healthy enough to be able to compete for that job moving forward over the next couple of days and or weeks as he went down, was carted off with a left le foot or ankle injury. Or I guess it was leg or ankle injury, as was reported. Yeah, leg or ankle, as was reported by Joe Person from The Athletic. Matt Rule, when he spoke to the media on Tuesday, did not have any update on the status of Bradley Bozeman or any of the other injured players. And that's disappointing, especially... For all the folks out there that have been clamoring for Icky at left tackle, Brady Christensen at left guard, and then Bradley Bozeman at center. Elfline, like Michael Jordan, is not the answer in the interior of the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers. And possibly there, there's issues all over the offensive line last year, but we saw early warning signs of it in the preseason a year ago, and I think mainly the, the Ravens game and in, even Pittsburgh were the interior when it was John Miller, when it was Matt Paradison, and when it was Pat Elfline playing left guard instead of center, those guys got pushed back. And we already saw that in the preseason, and you don't want to see it again moving forward if Elfline is going to hold on to that job for the time being as the status of Bradley Bozeman currently is unknown. When Bozeman is healthy, though, I do still expect him to be the starting Center, because the Panthers did not bring him in 
to have him sit behind Pat Elfline, who struggled both at left guard and at center, where he was a little bit better a year ago. I will say this, though, and I've talked about depth on this roster and why I've been bullish about the Carolina Panthers, because they do have true 1 through 53 depth, which they have not had since Matt Rule arrived back in January 2020. They have that. Pat Elfline showed last season that he can be a valuable depth piece. He's not a great starter at left guard. He's a better starter at center, but he's still not someone that you want to start, especially when you have a Bradley Bozeman on the roster. But if a Bradley Bozeman's going to go down, you hope that you can have someone like Pat Elfline. Already we've seen in Cleveland where they have lost both their starting centers the importance of having center depth. Now the Browns seem to be screwed, and that's great news for the Carolina Panthers who faced in week one. Great news for Derek Brown, for Matt Ioannidis, for everyone on that interior and on the defensive line for the Carolina Panthers. You've also seen in Tampa, as Ryan Jensen went down, the importance for them to be able to have a guy like Hainsey step up and be able to play that position. The Panthers have that with Pat Offline. If they have to start him for a full season, you don't feel good about that. The same goes for Michael Jordan with Cam Irving, but it is nice to know that you have three players in Jordan, in Elfline, and in Irving who have starting experience in the National Football League that can sit behind and come in if needed, and only if needed. So it is a good situation. Not great to have Bradley Bozeman go down. We'll see what happens with his, uh, in, with his injury uh, once we get an update at some point in time. Not sure when that's going to come. But be happy that Pat Elfline is here. For all the folks that don't love Elfline, thought about, hey, and I don't, I don't love him as a player, Either with the folks that might be, maybe thought that, hey, we got to cut Pat, Pat Elfline. This is why you keep a player like this on the roster. Might not be a high-level starter, but he is certainly someone who can come in and can back up and can give you as quality of snaps as can be expected from a player of his caliber. Now, the same can't really be said about Sam Darnold. <laughs> We've seen it over the last four years. Y'all know my opinions of Sam, and I feel bad sometimes being harsh, but also I don't feel that bad because he'll be fine Although, man, this is his dream, but still, Sam Darnold should not be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. We know that. I'm sure Matt Rule knows that. But again, we're still doing the whole charade of this quarterback competition. And according to one Panthers reporter, that is starting to impact the chemistry between Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and the rest of this receiving core. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. It's almost the start of the NFL season. I love this time of year. Like Robbie Anderson, the preseason, it's okay, but I love the season. And I'm sure a lot of you out there are loving the opportunity to start betting and fantasy football this year with the NFL and all the other sports out there. And you're going to need a competitive advantage. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news in league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, impressing friends. Perfect for the preseason, you get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as a regular season kicks off. Take my advice, don't ignore it, and download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Rule finally showed the Carolina Panthers fan base mercy on Tuesday after day one of joint practices with the New England Patriots by naming Iki Aquanu the left tackle, something that we all knew was inevitable, but still, Panther fans, and myself included, are not very patient and just wanted it to be named day one. Why waste time? Iki is clearly your best option at left tackle. I get that you want him to earn the job. But why do all of this, Matt? Why the charade of a competition? You should have played Brady Christensen last year at left tackle, but you didn't do it either way. We got our wish. Icky's at left tackle. Brady Christensen is battling. I put that in quotes for the folks not watching on YouTube with Michael Jordan. And then currently the center position looks to have Pat flying as Bradley Bozeman was carted off with a left leg slash ankle injury on Tuesday there at joint practices. No update currently during this recording of his health status, self-line, going to hold on to the job until Bradley Bozeman, of course, comes back and snatches it from him. That is if Matt Rule is willing to let that happen. I'm sitting here wondering if Matt Rule is willing to understand that what he's doing at the quarterback competition is actually detrimental to the offense's continuity. That was one of the big things I said last year about the offensive line. Yes, the unit was terrible. On paper, we knew that they were bad, and with our own eyes watching them every Sunday, they were bad. But the lack of continuity that they had last season because of the injuries to Matt Paradis, to Pat Elfline, to Cam Irving, it never helped them get to the point, and even John Miller, it didn't help them get to the point where you could rely on them because those guys didn't get a chance to play with each other. And you look at it, too, at least when Matt Rule has been working in these offensive linemen, he's done it with like certain groups. Like he, when he when we first started, it's always been right tackle, Taylor Moten, right guard. It's been Austin Corbett, but then the left side of the offense line, it's typically been Christensen playing with Michael Jordan, with Christensen being at left, and Michael Jordan being at left guard, and then having Pat Elfline at center. And then after that, when they rotated in, it would be Icky at left tackle, and it would be Brady Christensen at left guard, and then it would be Bradley Bozeman at center. They were working with the same guys. Brady had to kind of be flexible, but still, he knew what to expect to his right with Michael Jordan. He learned what to expect to his left when it came to Ike Aquano, Then it was right with Bradley Bozeman. He's used to that. And that is so key to at least try to manufacture that continuity. They have not done that when it comes to the quarterback battle. They have not done that when it comes to Baker and Sam being able to get on the same page with their wide receivers. And really, it's Baker getting on the same page with his wide receivers. The Carolina Panthers should have gotten this trade done that Friday night, day two of the NFL draft back in April. Instead, 
I get it. The money didn't work out. Cleveland, they were really once being stingy, being ridiculous about it when they knew they had to trade Baker Mayfield, and they ended up losing out big because they waited so long. The Panthers didn't get Baker in here at OTAs. They didn't get him for a mandatory minicamp. He didn't get the playbook until two weeks before training camp. Yes, he got the throwing session when he was out there with PJ and Sam and with Matt Corral, and Christian was there, and a lot of these other wide receivers except for Robbie Anderson were there, but that's not enough. He needs to be able to have that time within the system, within the context of what they're trying to do in practice, and that just not has that has just not happened the way that all of us would have liked it to happen. I understand, in a way, like the concept of a quarterback competition, and you have to earn your spot. But like I said, with the offensive line, I've said it ad nauseum at this point in time. They did not trade for Baker. They did not bring in Icky. They did not bring in Bradley Bozeman. They did not bring in Austin Corbett, all these other guys that sit behind dudes who led you to a 5-12 and season a year ago. But for whatever reason, we are still doing this. I understand that it's going to be over after this week. Fingers crossed. Pray to God it's over because I can't sit here and continue to talk about Sam Darnold if he even has a chance because we know he doesn't. It's just wasted energy for this entire offense that they are not trying to get to the point where Baker is the quarterback. At least they have not been allowed to get to that point. This was one of the worst offenses in the league last year. Why are we wasting time? Everything is a projection. We think the offensive line is going to be better. It can't be worse than it was a year ago, so they should be better. We're hoping Christian is going to be healthy. We're hoping that Robbie can bounce back. DJ, keep doing what you think. Uh, Terrace Marshall, suffering from injuries again. Rashard Higgins, at least he stepped up. Shai Smith, looking pretty good. And we talk about the wide receiver depth and whether Shai's going to make the roster. He, he shined on Saturday. According to a lot of reports out there, he got extensive work in the slot in place of Terrace Marshall. Maybe he's going to make the roster, but he needs to be able to work more with Baker. You saw the connection that those guys had, particularly on third down in that opening drive on Saturday against the Washington Commanders. Why not continue to try and work with that? What are we doing here? The offense was terrible last year. You have a new offensive coordinator in Ben McAdoo. You should want him to be working with the 11 that are going to be your starters once you get out there week one against Cleveland. But instead, Baker is not being able to connect well with his receivers. Sam, not connecting well. Connecting well with the other team, again, which happened, shocker, against New England. Sam Darnold threw an interception. That is just what happens every time he plays against the Patriots. But all the reports that I heard coming out of Foxborough or wherever the hell they are in Massachusetts was that both the quarterbacks did not have a good day. You wonder why. Because the head coach has not allowed them to succeed. It, it made more sense when it was one day with the ones, the other day with the twos. Because at least you get continuity with that group. But then again, you're switching every single day. You can't keep switching. I know it's going to be over at the end of the week. It's just still frustrating to sit here and to have to listen to the drivel of all the reasons why we're doing this when there's no logical reason why Sam Darnold even has an opportunity to take snaps away from Baker Mayfield. The good thing, though, is, and I guess trying to keep it in perspective, Baker's getting good reps this week against New England. I doubt they play very much, if even at all, just based on what we saw last year when they had joint practices with Indy and Baltimore. I doubt that the, that those two starters play that much. They're going to have to play a little bit. But if they don't play at all, it really would not surprise me. As long as they name a quarterback after this week, you have next week with all the ones leading up to Friday against Buffalo and a dress rehearsal, two quarters. First half there for Baker Mayfield. 
Then following that, like that game's on the 26th. The next game is not going to be until September 11th. By my count, that's 16 days. 16 days that Baker Mayfield's going to get to have an opportunity to be the one, to be the guy who can sit there, earn more of the respect, be the leader in that locker room, in that huddle, and be able to build that continuity. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, to me at least, why he wasn't that from day one, considering everything we know and saw from Sam Darnold and saw from the organization this past offseason when they tried to do whatever it took to replace Sam Darnold. There are some other updates as fighting. A lot of fights. We don't see a ton of fights when the Panthers are down at Wofford or over on Cedar Street in Uptown Charlotte at their practice facility or the Atrium Health Bubble. Whenever they get a chance to go see another opponent, Tempers flare. So we saw, saw guys get thrown out on practice uh, on Tuesday. We'll talk about that and also some other things that stood out on day one of joint practices with New England. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It doesn't matter who the teams are or where they're at, how hot it is outside, as it was only about 74 degrees apparently up there in Foxborough on Tuesday afternoon as the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots had day one of two joint practices prior to their preseason game Friday night at Gillette Stadium. Doesn't matter. Tempers are going to flare because you get tired of seeing the same guys. And we didn't see any of that. We, we haven't had a, a fight, I don't feel like, in Carolina Panthers training camp like between the two players since Cam Newton was smiling and fighting Josh Norman at the same time. Maybe they have. I just I can't really recall one. That's recently happened. Please let me know. Tell me in the comments. Tweet at me. Let me know. DM me at Julian Council again um, if you can remember a time. Typically, that's not what we get to see. And it's also a pretty big waste of time. And Jeremy Chin said that. Like, he he didn't want to talk about what led to the fighting. He just said, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a waste of time. But, you know, it happens, yada, yada, yada. And you move on. Kenny Robinson, who is the last person who needs getting in gets who needs to get in a fight and get thrown out of practice got in a fight um, with a couple guys with the Patriots two Patriots wide receivers he got ran he'll be back practice on Wednesday Matt Rule Bill Belichick both came to an agreement that if there's any fighting we're just not going to tolerate it and you're going to get kicked out which is basically the sentiment of really anywhere in life like if you fight you're gonna get ejected from wherever you are so that was the case but Kenny Robinson for him like dude you are fighting for a spot on this roster you are 0 for 2 when it comes to making the initial 53-man roster and 
by my count, there's only one spot available, and I don't think it's going to go to you as much as the Panthers, particularly Phil Snow, said that you were one of the ascending players towards the end of last season. None of that matters anymore. You got to show it on the field and getting tossed. Not a great situation for him, especially when the coaching staff thinks that this is far more beneficial, at least for the ones, than it is for um, the the preseason game on Friday night will be. So he'll be back on Wednesday, really. I mean, no big deal, but it is to him as far as his uh, career trying to make the team. Now, he'll probably be in the practice squad once again. Uh, A few other updates. Phil Hoskins left practice early. Uh, The reports are those more heat-related. Again, Matt Rule did not have any updates on some of the injured players. Hopefully, uh, big Phil Hoskins uh, is going to be okay moving forward. Um, Rule was on the offensive side of the ball day one, so I assume he'll be on the defensive side of the ball day two, but really he doesn't need to be considering that this is a quarterback competition. Well, may, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. My fault. I forgot. Matt Rule told us that um, it's not his job to choose the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks to choose themselves. And, well, Matt Corral's already chosen Baker. He's like, hey, whatever Baker does, I need to do that. We saw Camp Confidential, at least when I was awake through it, um, that Baker had, was giving Matt Corral advice. What are we doing, Matt? Come on. What are we doing? Either way, maybe he'll be over the defensive side of the ball. I did not catch whether he said that or not. Makes more sense for him probably to be over uh, on the offensive side of the ball so he can um, see with his own eyes that Baker Mayfield is much better than Sam Darnold, and we can finally end the charade that is this quarterback competition. And one other thing, Frankie Louvu, who is – was great again on Saturday. And that's the thing about, like, Frankie is all over the place. And I think he's poised for a breakout year. When I did the position breakdowns during the week of 4th of July, back in, of course, July, uh, I went over the PFF numbers, and Frankie was the highest-graded linebacker the Panthers had a year ago. And, of course, that comes in limited sample size. But still, with Jack Thompson not available, not quite sure whether he's going to be ready to go week one. The hope is, and that's the plan. We'll see. Frankie Louvu is going to be an important player leadership-wise throughout the rest of the preseason and even tomorrow or when I guess today as if you're watching or you're listening on Wednesday um, for the joint practices and to see that he's stepping up, intercepting Mac Jones during a two-minute drill, that's what you want to see. And the Panthers have done a good job so far as far as when they want to go from good to great, it comes down to takeaways. And they were really good when it came down to takeaways on Saturday, getting two and then getting one in two-minute drill during joint practices against Mac Jones, who apparently is the 86th best player in the National Football League. Wild to me, either way. Great job by Frankie. Glad to see that. Hopefully the Carolina Panthers continue to bring that energy. And that was one thing that Jeremy Chin was asked about. A year ago, Matt Rule, after the first day of joint practices with the Colts, talked about how they did not bring the kind of intensity that they needed to bring. And everything I saw, I think it was Tom Curran, who's of NBC Sports Boston, been covering the Patriots for a long time. He had tweeted out as I dropped my phone. Um, he had tweeted out, as if I can find a tweet, which I probably can. Uh, let's see. He had tweeted out something about the Panthers' intensity, and that's something that really stood out to me. Now, Jeremy Chin didn't have much to say about it, but clearly, as they've grown, and that's the thing, you have a young team. You couldn't do joint practices the first year because of COVID. Last year, they were able to do it, even still with COVID restrictions. But after seeing what that takes, guys getting to their third year here in Carolina, understanding what this coaching staff wants and really what it's like to be a professional and what it means to show up every day and be ready to prepare and to practice and earn your spot, I think now they've understood that. It was Tom Curran went out there and said the Panthers have carried the energy and physicality throughout this practice. Patriots aren't flat and have plenty of good moments, but not remarkably enthusiastic. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, who 
pride themselves on the Patriot way and really bringing that physicality and being professionals and showing up, do your job. The Carolina Panthers going out there where the quarterbacks might not have been on target. There might be some other issues chemistry-wise with wide receivers. As a whole, from everything that I've heard, those 85 dudes out there brought it. And that's a good thing to see. And hell, maybe in the fighting isn't is them bringing it as far as intensity. That's good to see. And yet another reason why I'm pretty bullish on this team bouncing back here in year three of Matt Rule. All right, it's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On YouTube channel, Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, that is. And be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, does not matter. Rate, reviews, and subscribe. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday, like this upcoming Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate either at me, at Julian Council, or DM me, at Julian Council, and I will answer your questions on Friday. In the meantime, take care, be safe. I will talk to you all about joint practices day two um, tomorrow. But, um, yeah, keep pounding, yada, 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 terrible ending, and goodbye. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 